0: Okay, welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Max. I'm Brian. And we are here to answer more of your questions. Let's dive right in.
1: Hashtag new dad. Hashtag new dad. <laughs>
0: no, I'm not the He new still dad. has to answer
1: me about two, two Christmases. I want you two birthdays now. I
0: wanted to dive right in. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. So... I yeah. want a train set So yeah, I'm just I saying know. If
2: I don't get a train set so I won't I tell people, people About your drinking
0: Yeah Are going to hold your breath <laughs> 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 I am yeah.
2: Hold my breath Alright So uh, From the Facebook page From our Tone Group page From the Facebook From the Facebook page Yeah
0: Because that's what All the kids are calling it
2: That's, it, that's It's www.facebook.com dot, dot right. right At least when I signed up That's what
0: it was Yeah it's true They changed it No it was not I any. know. I know I know Okay oh. so See, you can't do it. I'm lightheaded. Yeah, now you still don't have a train, and you're lightheaded. I know. If you're a better dad, I already have one. (laughs) Okay,
2: so from Facebook on our tone group, it says, that's from Chris Carter, Explain ohms, mainly regarding heads to speakers to us lame people who don't understand electronics no matter how hard we try. So I'm going to explain it like I would explain it to, like, my, one of my children, right? So, Tell us, Dad. And yeah. so it's not going to, so to, like, all the engineers out there, like, Jake Steffes is watching this going, yeah. oh, huge facepalm. Yeah. No, are you, don't You no, it like no. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's you're taking it. Amplitude into, you know, right. whatever. Right. There's
0: so, a, yeah, that's the resistance at the peak load of the speaker. <laughs> it's not even 8 ohms, dude. So, so let me explain know no difference here Resistance By the way I'm not imitating Jake right. Right. I, right, right. That's, <laughs> the, that's the That is just the Engineer Right yeah. The You're not stereotypical
1: dance, dance more Engineer
0: Slash Star Trek nerd but This is
2: after he's like hits, on, hits his uh, calculator Like right. Wait a minute Right right right
0: <laughs> Actually in parallel in 4.62 <laughs> <laughs> 4. Alright Okay it's Chris good,
2: Chris Resistance Okay Ohms Let's Ohms are, let's call it water. And let's say we're talking about what you can do with ohms, which is resist ohms. So if, you, if I have a hose and I kink it up, that water is, there's more resistance there. So it's like, can't get through that bend.
0: Right. So instead of a bunch of water coming out the garden hose, right, it's actually now been turned into a, more of a trickle. Yes. And, and, that, the, and there's yep. less water coming out the other side, you've actually reduced the velocity. There's less, less coming out. And I'm saying, yes. I'll tell you later why I'm setting it up that right. way, but go ahead. Right. Right. So yeah, that's, and that's a
2: resistor. And, yeah. uh, your water hose turn off. That's a, that's a pot.
0: Right. Where it's a variable where you can resist. So I can open up the floodgates or I can scale it back. Yep. Right. And so then, um, when you're talking about like a load now, if you're talking about in the back end like a speaker, mm-hmm. right? right? I like to think of it as the resistive load of the of the uh, uh, you know of the speaker is almost like the size of the garden hose. Right. In other words, let's pretend now we're talking about AC current. We're talking about current going to the speaker, so mm-hmm. we're not really talking about kinking it or resisting it or whatever. Right. We're just talking about there's electricity. It's coming out your amp. It's just coming out the back end of the amp, and it's going to hit the speaker, and that's basically like you could have the same amount of water, but is it if it's coming out of a really tiny garden hose, it's going to shoot out with a lot a high degree of force, fire hose, if you will. Right. If you had just as much water that was coming out of a fire hose, but instead now you have an eight inch pipe, right, or a ten inch pipe, that means there's less resistance to that water, right, and it's not going to build up the pressure. So now you're back to like trickling out, mm-hmm. and the reason you want the right kind of load for your amp, you want the same impedance. You want to match those two up: eight ohm head, eight ohm cab, yeah. is because that's the most efficient way of getting those two things to communicate with one right. another. Right, now you can use, you know, a sixteen ohm cab. Right, you can hose. go with a bigger hose. Right, and then have like trickling water. So right. like, if you go with a if you've got an 8-ohm amp and you run into a 16-ohm cab, mm-hmm. you're going to give up actually some decibels mm-hmm. in doing that. It's going to get not as loud because it's not as, again, it's not, efficiency is kind of the word we want to use, but it's just, you know, it's not coming out without much punch, without, right. with as much as much force. And what you don't want to do is go the other way, 8-ohm head, 4-ohm or 2-ohm right. speaker load. That's like watering your garden with a fire hose. Well, but yeah, and it, to the point where because you're pushing back on the amp right. with so much resistance, you can, have, you can be doing damage to your amp, right? Or your garden. That, right. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, okay, so I'm glad you held your breath like a two-year-old to, uh, five minutes ago because... <laughs> and, you know, an eight-ohm head into talk, a four- or a two-ohm cab is kind of like, right? I'll so your, your head could, uh, i I'll use the term literally, because mm-hmm. I love when people misuse that term. Right. Your head could literally explode. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, But you can have, you can do damage to your amp in that direction. You won't do it. And damage to your amp or your speaker in the other direction. Right. Smaller number on the amp, bigger number at the cabinet. Yep. Right? Yep, that's right. Except
2: if you're using a tube amp, always make sure you have a cabinet hooked up.
0: And then, wait, hang on. So what's these? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, but so here's, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So explaining ohms, right? This guy, Chris says mainly regarding heads to speakers. Right. And then I'm gonna say, oh, I, Chris, I think you also might have meant it for me to explain it in other areas as well. Sure. <laughs> no, but, no, you just didn't know you were asking that question. But, uh, <laughs> when it comes to like, when we're talking about these amps, it's like it's amplitude, you know. Some people say like the tone changes when you change the impedance loading on the amp, and that's true too, because again, it's not, you know it's hitting in a different way if you're sort of under loading you know your amp with a yep. larger speaker ca- it's like you might see a change in the mid-range frequency characteristics or whatever mm-hmm. because those loads are at their highest point at like the resonant you know peak frequencies right. or whatever you know it's it's throughout the frequency response curve the resistance actually changes a little bit Yep. when it comes to guitar pickups you know you know and and pedals this is where i don't think people really get into this stuff unless they're geeking out but the input impedance of a specific pedal, and this would be mainly the first pedal in your chain, is important because if that input impedance is lower or smaller, it will actually start to interact and change the sound of your pickup. Mm-hmm. So if you have a pedal that has a one ohm load up front, mm-hmm. that's what we would call... Wide open. Right. There's a pedal with a 4-ohm, like the Layla has a switcher that'll jump all the way up to 4 megs, you mm-hmm. know. But there's, um, you know, if you're up at 1 meg, that's kind of, like, wide open. Your guitar is going to sound like your guitar. It's going to sound right. like, you know, it's going, it's just basically free to pass into the circuit. If the input load is down at 470, maybe there's a little shift. Right. And anything lower than that, and I am,
2: you know... I, you start noticing You, you really, Yeah,
0: I'm not a... F- I'm not a fan of heavily loading a guitar pickup, a passive pickup. No, Mm -hmm. we're mainly talking about passive pickups. Because when you do that, you really change the character of the pickup. It's like adding a bunch more, you know, a couple more potentiometers to your guitars, you know, to your circuit. Like you have a Strat and you put like two volumes and three tones on it. (laughs) You know, by the time those things stack up with resistive loading, they start to change... Mm-hmm. the way you hear the pickups. Right. Like, it for nuts. example, if I have the a guitar and band.
2: I disconnect
0: my tone control, that changes
2: the sound of my guitar. Yeah,
0: that opens it up a little yeah. bit. Uh, and so that's another area where you should be concerned about a spec on a page. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm looking, I'm researching some pedals. Let me go look at what the input impedance is of this thing. Right. You know, and if it's trying to emulate, if the pedal you're looking at is trying to emulate a tube screamer, then... Maybe they're going to have the input impedance higher because they're telling you that's a better. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's going to be exactly the same as a tube screamer because it's supposed to be able like a tube screamer. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And a fuzz pedal is going to have a different load and maybe less or whatever. But if you have a low impedance pickup, if you have active pickups mm-hmm. and they're coming out low impedance, then they become a little bit more deaf to that. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really matter what the input impedance is. It's not quite so sensitive. As much, Yeah. yeah. And again, the same thing happens with a buffer. So if you're going to use a pedal as a buffer, do you want to disclose? You, you you list your input impedance of like the dB? Um, I, th- I think it's a meg input and yeah. 10K or so out. Yeah, so if you're going into that with one meg, that means the sound of your guitar is totally preserved if it's passive pickup. You know, your guitar is totally... It's, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. totally preserved tone coming out of your guitar. But with the buffer on... Or with it on, the pedal on and being boosted, whether it's boosted or not, you know, um, the output of that pedal is now really low, which means it doesn't matter what's coming after it. Your guitar signal, that's why your guitar... Is going to sound like your guitar, and the signal is going to be preserved. Exactly. So, so thank you, so, Chris. So let me, for let me almost ask this, asking that question. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> yeah. I, already, I
2: already know the answer, but I want to ask you this question. <laughs> What's let your opinion? See how C- 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 smart you are. <laughs> I already know the
1: answer, but see if you know the yeah. answer. Uh-huh. Let me see. Let me yeah, see how much you know, Pick up, Man. Right. 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 i done class. <laughs> but I like, know the I square root of you know whatever. But do you?
2: Go ahead. Okay. So a question we always <laughs> get is, you know, do I need a buffer at the front and a buffer at the back? Right. Uh, you know, if, it, or, uh, you know, if I'm being far-fetched, I'm running 150 feet of cable. Do right. I need another buffer somewhere in there? Right. You know? Yeah. So my thought is, no, you really could probably get away with one, unless you have another pedal at the end that's screwing with impedance in some way. Right. On the output. Right. You'd then, really you need
1: one really good buffer, though. Right. Yeah. Not, not a poorly made buffer like some other companies offer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I prefer. I prefer yeah. major buffers. major pedal stores. So, That's what I'm talking about. For sure.
0: Major what? <laughs> major pedal store. You don't want their buffers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. a quality made buffer.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Um, I'm of the school of thought that the buffer, unless you're using like germanium fuzz pedals, you know, like right. some kind of fuzz or even a wah, some where walls, you yeah. might not like the wah low impedance. Mm-hmm. You really do want that directly connected to your guitar signal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Then, but aside from that the you put the buffer you put a buffer up front immediately yep. and that's how I have it on on my board right I have an old uh, buffer circuit that I had built into an a B box so whether I'm on this guitar or that guitar you're still buffered by the time I come back out it's buffered mm-hmm. um, you have just released a DB plus getting ready to August first oh but maybe by the time this podcast is out in the air yes that's true you will have already released that's true a db plus um which so we're not letting the cat out of the bag is a uh, a really cool little little tool to go on the front of your board and i think it should be on the front of everybody's board where you can leave it as a buffer independently of whether or not The boost is turned on or off.
2: Yes. So there's a switch on the side that you press on if you want it to be a buffer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can click the on and off switch and use it as a boost. Right. Or you can turn that buffer off and just use it as a boost. Right. So that way it doesn't mess with your fuzzes if you don't want it to. Right. So that is
0: awesome because then you can even put the fuzz after it. And if there comes a time when you know you're going to use a fuzz for that gig or something. Right. Right. Don't buffer it. Leave it unbuffered, and then it's off. And then your guitar signal hits the fuzz right there. Right. You can set it for unity gain, mm-hmm. so that when you turn it on, now it's buffered. Right. And you turn it off, and now it's a straight pass through to your fuzz. Mm-hmm. But if the fuzz isn't really a thing, then put the buffer on. It's always on, and you hitting the switch determines whether or not you're engaging that gain boost. Right. So you actually can you could boost it, you know, or not. Right. To whatever level. I think that's a brilliant design for a buffer pedal up front. And if the last pedal in your chain, like you said, is already pretty low impedance, you don't necessarily need a buffer at the end because that is a buffer. It's like whatever that last pedal was. If you're coming out of there, low impedance. Um, You don't necessarily need another one to drive the next longer amount of cable. Right. You might notice a difference. And maybe that difference is partially dependent upon what's at the other end of that hundred foot cable. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's on the other end. Maybe it's an amp that has a low you know, a low impedance, you know, loading uh, mm-hmm. you know up front. Right. I I don't know what your what your next thing is. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a rack piece and then the first thing on there is a bunch of pedals that mm-hmm. are in a rack drawer. Right. You know? I don't I don't know. So I don't want to say don't have a second buffer. Um and luckily, you know, your new D B plus is uh priced quite right so you right. could kind of popcorn that thing and it's you small. can it's small yeah so right. you could decide to put it anywhere you want for me the reason to have one of those at the front and the back is to have the boost feature in the back mm-hmm. you know because now it's like that's after all your gain and everything yeah. and you can be like you know what i just need a little more volume that's why i usually like it myself Yeah. just a little bit of volume boost mm-hmm. for my leads so when i put my foot
2: on top of the monitor and my mullet's flipping in the wind <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, you can really I used, cut through the mix. I, I really did song. used to have an awesome mullet when I was in high school. Oh, no. And Bob, please On the screen. Me, please tell me we can put it on the screen. We can put it on the screen. Okay. I have that ability, me yeah. alone. Fantastic. <laughs> Bam. Wonder <laughs> Twins <I'm old>. activate. <laughs> yeah. And my uh, all, all of my old photos um, have been uh, sealed in a vault right next to the Ark of the Covenant from <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, uh, top men are working on analyzing the photographs of my haircuts <laughs> in and throughout my adolescence, uh, the government's top men. Uh, and that's all you need to know. And it's,
2: it's critical to our yeah. uh, those, security. Really, they should not surface. <laughs> all right, any. so here's a, here's a quick, easy one. Actually, we pretty much just touched on this. Yay. Uh, from Robert Hunter, I have a 1961 Tremolux. Yep. It is apparently a 4-ohm output.
0: Can I use an 8-ohm speaker in an amp? And we've said Yes. Yes you might like a four better. I don't know. You got to experiment, you know, yeah, but you're not, gonna but hurt it. no, that is, that's the, that's the right way you can go.
2: Right. Yep. Uh, Ryan Sylvester. Um, this is a little bit more along the tech side. So, mm-hmm. um, Ryan Sylvester says, IC transistor-based I see versus transistor base dirt here. circuits. dirt circuits. What are the advantages and differences for the player and or builder? So Obviously, I'm not going to go into too much trade secret. So from the playing side, ICs can, there's a different sound to them. ICs can can be, they can be a little bit stiffer. They can be a little more, uh, not as reactive, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, as part of that's also what are your diodes at? You know, are they in between the the inverting pins and you know, and the feedback loop there, or are they going to ground? Are they soft clipping or hard clipping? Right. You know, so if it's hard clipping, you're going to get it's going to get some more uh, almost like a not really compression like a compression compressor compression pedal, but it's no, but
0: like a hard limiting, but more hard limiting. Yeah. Yeah. So that, would you say then that is the kind of thing? It's that, that that that's more useful in creating the kinds of overdrives or distortions that people who who like solid state amps distorting like mm-hmm. kind of sh- I don't want to say shreddy but like crunchy mm-hmm. or whatever yeah if if that's if, if they like that i mean like for example dimebag used to plug into solid state amps he wasn't yep. using a raging tube amplifier and right. so if you like that very linear you know, mm-hmm. ch- 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 you know what I mean? Kind of very stiff and yeah. Yeah. If you like that militant distortion, mm-hmm. then maybe nice you're going after. You're probably going to want a hard clipping device. A hard clipping sort. device. Yeah. And maybe you're going to go into the ICs. Right.
2: Now, if I want something that's, it's more along the lines of, uh, you know, the whole, the, the preamp tubes clipping, the power tubes clipping, right. phase inverter doing a little bit of clipping, yeah. transformer, maybe even a little bit. Speaker doing a little bit of clipping. Yeah, I'm going to start looking at, at FETs and MOSFETs and and Boba even MPNs. Fets. and Boba FETs, <laughs> <Right>. Boba FETs, <laughs> Luke Skywalker's and all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. So I mean, just because of the way they react, their uh, each gain stage is clipping a little bit more rather than um, dumping it through, uh, making it go through diodes to hard limit it and, yeah. and clip off the signal in okay. a different way. Yeah. So it's it's. <laughs>
0: And so that's, I, I mean, that's it's, your answer. it's different tools. for the player like, and the builder. It, like if I can the...
2: I can hit a hammer a nail in with a screwdriver. Yeah. But a hammer's easier. Right. You know. Right. And I can also turn a screw with like a coin. Right. But
0: a screwdriver's easier. So it just depends what you want to do. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. What you like. So I, I think I, I, what I hear you saying is that some IC distortions should be used to drive nails. Well,
2: here's I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <But> I mean, <laughs> I saw <laughs> on the gear page a while back. There is a thread where someone was talking about these different pedals that are uh, IC based, soft clipping devices. Yeah. So they're talking about tube screamers and a couple of different models that are not tube screamers, but are like the Timmy, for example, which sure. is has the diodes that are soft clipping, and they're complaining that they hear a little bit of of the dry signal in there, yeah. and so I was explaining, well, you're you're going to with that type of circuit. Yeah. You know, so if you tried all these pedals and you don't like them. The co- the constant variable is the fact that that's the circuit that right. they're using. So, try
0: something that's not that. Right. Stop trying to get the best TS based. Right. You know, overdrive. Then. Right. Just, just turn the page. Right. You know, open your, expand your horizons. Like right. Look to something different like instead a, of being worried about whether or not they found some diodes in a bin somewhere from 1981.
2: Right. Like a pinnacle or a plexi drive.
0: Bam. <laughs> I'm talking about Boom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what these nerds said. Yeah.
0: Well, you like those pedals too, don't you? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I think you do. <laughs> nerds. Well, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All we're right. The nerds.
1: Hashtag nerd dead.
2: Okay. We got, it looks like we got time <laughs> right, so for, got? For let's, let's do one more question. let bang them out. Come on. Right. This is, uh, I'm going to save this one for you. Okay. All right. All right. That, all right. that, that okay. one, okay. one there is yeah. not the bread and butter. All right. This is. This is where you're earning your money. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Biller. Uh, Hi, Andrew. So he, he didn't like the lavaliers, which we didn't either, which is why we got rid oh, of them. Yeah. So, um, so we changed that, obviously. He said, um, let's see. I guess... Uh, Wait a minute. I may, you know what? I gave you the wrong person. What? This, uh, this is Kenny Carlisle.
0: Okay. okay. But that's, uh, that's not his question, right? That is his question, but okay. I was on the wrong Kenny? page. I'm Got sorry. Um, we, we'll try to work that one in, too. Okay. Uh,
2: Kenny Carlisle says, I have two Fender American Tillys, uh, one 2006 Standard, one 2011 Deluxe Nashville Beat Bender. Both have, both have the Deluxe Style Individual Bridge saddles." Uh, I have, I've always liked the ability to intonate the bridges due to the individual saddles, but I've heard a lot about the difference that brass saddles make in terms
0: of tone. I know. And by brass, we're assuming he now means one, two, three, just that's, that's d- what I'm assuming, d- yeah.
2: paired up. Right. Okay. I know there are some compensated two string saddles out there. Yes. But I really prefer the six individual saddles. Uh, I've seen some photos of individual brass saddles, but I have a, have a hard time finding anyone that will work with my. Any of them that work with my American Standard bridges. So, uh, where can he get them,
0: and okay. what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so yeah, that's a two-parter. And so the first thing that I will the first thing that I'll address is the material. So if you have whatever the bridge is, the material is going to affect the sound. Right, and that's just the way it is. Titanium, brass, steels, zinc. just pop, yeah, pot metal. Graph Tech, lubricated saddles and plastic and Delrin and stuff. I mean, I had a. We, I had the pleasure of working on Angus Young's number one and number two guitar.
2: Not that you're dropping any names. And uh, or you
0: picked that up for No, you. You I had, I'm saying I had the pleasure of working on them. I'm it's me, Frank Falbo. That's the. I had I'm the dropping. pleasure. Nobody else. Not you, peons.
2: <laughs> right. Frank Falbo. I'm better than you. And Just this is exactly. why. Right.
0: <laughs> It is important that I bring up his name because of the non-standard thing I'm about to say. Oh, okay, okay. So, he likes the plastic saddles on the SGs. If you look, you'll see, like, white ones. And we had to do a bunch of work on his other guitar to make it sound more like this one. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just changing the pickups. It was like everything about that guitar was different. The wood reacted differently. All this stuff was different. And... Without getting into all the details. Right. One of the things that I changed on the second guitar to make it sound more like the first one was that I used what was one of the early prototypes of a GraphTech Resomax mm-hmm. bridge, which has like max. a s- synthetic yes, resonant max. May- named after you. So, so it has oh. like like it's it there's like metal in it, I think, mm-hmm. but it's got some resin. So it's kind of like this hybrid thing. Right. Um But talk about, like, the differences that saddles can make. It's a huge difference. And for whatever reason, like, Angus, one of his edicts was, no, I don't want metal saddles, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that 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 came into play. That along with a bunch of other things that we did to the guitar to make it, you know, to make the second guitar sound more like the first one. Because he played the first one. If he broke a string, he would switch to the second one. And after that song... He would hand it right back to the tech and go back to the, the first one. Right. By the time we were done, he would break a string on the first one, take the second guitar, and play it for at least like seven or eight songs or finish the whole set out right. with it because we had made them behave more like one another. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a matter of just having the same saddles on each right. one. It was changing the saddles way more play there to be different. On purpose to then try to get these two things to be more like one another. Right. So saddle material is totally important. So the first thing is the brass. If you think you like brass, yeah, I, unfortunately, I, I can't tell you who's going to cut those for you. Um, it, your Google search is as good as mine.
2: Yeah, I don't know if there's any on
0: Stumac or anything like that or not. Yeah, I just don't know. Now, you might be able to find some that are plated that where you know that the material underneath is brass. But maybe it's not... Immediately clear to you that it is brass because they just sell it as a chrome bridge or a chrome or chrome saddles. But you do some digging around and you can find out. Oh, those are brass in there. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. I'll try those. And so, if you do like the individual adjustments, but you want to hear what brass sounds like, then that's what you're going to have to do. Right. But in changing the entire bridge out for three doubles, then the first thing that's going to happen is th- that saddle is now married to the other string. So there's a coupling that's going on that's changing the sound. This is absent the discussion of what material we're using, right. but the coupling, so like a three saddle telebridge, bridge, even if all of the alloys were the same, <laughs> is going to sound different than a six saddle <laughs> telebridge. bridge. Again, even if all the alloys between the two are the same, but of course, yeah, like brass three saddles, those are a dime a dozen. You can get tons of them that are intonated. Mm. Some of them are intonated by being tilted. Right. Some of them are intonated by having notches cut into them. Right. So that the string pivots across on a certain, you mm. know, part of the saddle. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely different. Right. Cool. All right, and now back to
2: Andrew Biller's question. Yeah. Andrew a couple, a couple of podcasts ago. Um Travis had said that if he needed to cover all the bases, he'd take a Telecaster. So why would that be? A Strat is more pickups, more pickup combinations, more knobs, a whammy bar. So how come a Telecaster covers more bases? Right,
0: and I'm gonna stop you right there. Sure. So before Brian answers, I'll tell you, he's wrong. <laughs> uh, and you can cover more bases with a strat. Uh, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were you going to say? No, no. He said,
2: tra- I guess <laughs> Travis said that. Uh, Travis said you can cover more, more bases, bases with, with a, a telecaster. Tele. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Ah. A telecaster does everything right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is, I think Max is playing like an app. Yeah.
0: You just well, zone it. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I miss
1: you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling asleep listening to these, these nerds Sticks. go back, go back oh and forth. God. It's like, so why? Brass, it's about our polyurethane. <laughs> yeah,
0: different. Yeah, hashtag for those about the rack. Yeah, I can uh, give. I can give you one of these. How about this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: didn't do it right. You don't. You don't have the hair though. I didn't do it. You don't have the hair.
0: Neither does he. He doesn't now. Right. My real dad. That's why really he quit. Got right. he, got,
2: he got his hair cut right. and lost the magic.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I
2: think that he just like. I got nothing anymore, guys. Poor guy. He's not
0: here. We love you, man. We love you. (laughs) I miss you. So, yeah. (laughs) I miss everything about you. But yeah, if you want to get to the nut and bolts of it, it's like, you know, there's the Tele neck pickup, even though it's a little single coil, it's got that cover on it, which kind of muffles around sound a little bit.
2: I don't care for them. I I like a different neck pickup on it. Yeah.
0: But that's where some people are saying, like, I've heard people play jazz on a Tele. So that's yep. where you can kind of dummy me up a humbuckery tone yeah. on Br- a Tele. he's got a nice humbucker in his Telecaster. He does. Really he's got the little mini, right? Yep. So, uh so yeah, I don't if I had to take one guitar to the gig, I mean it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm taking one guitar, it's the Strat. Uh because you can't do the 2 and 4 position sounds that's true. with a Telecaster unless it's a Nashville Telecaster and then of course it's a whole different right. thing. Anyway, right. So that's kind of me. But I think when you hear people say that, like, I'll just take a telly. I can, I can get everything done on a telly. Mm-hmm. You can confirm that's for people who kind of, they play a lot of telly. They, yeah. they. So it's become an extension of yeah. of how they get yeah. their sounds. Like
2: for me, I can play a Stratocaster. I just prefer a Telecaster. Yeah. It's just, that's the sound I'm, I like.
0: But then does that mean that, like if you were, let's say you're in a cover band and you got to play sure. a lot of different sounds. Right. Are you still preferring the telly and then just doing it with some no, pedals? and I some mean,
2: I, I used to play in more cover bands than I do now, mm. but um, yeah, I would take a couple guitars. I'd take a Strat, a Les Paul, and a Telecaster. Yeah.
0: So you wouldn't try to jack no. of all trades the telly? No. Yeah. No,
2: I would, I would switch guitars. And, but part of that's the, like, the dork in me. So I got four amps in back. Right. You know, I've got a pedal board that's bigger than this table. Yeah. And I'm playing at the VFW for ten people. Right. You know? Right. And the drummer's like, Get your amps off the stage. I got nowhere to set my drums up. I'm like, get on the (laughs) floor, buddy. Yeah. Get get the drums on the floor. I got my I have to have two full stacks next to each other, and a twin and an AC thirty. Right. Just to make sure I can cover your bases.
0: Any idea how (laughs) hard it is to cover all these sounds? Exactly. You know? You can't expect
2: me to just play one gig on or play a gig on one amp.
0: Right. You know? Right. Those. Right with drummers, it's different because it's just right. bang 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 bang. It's bong, bong, bong. Just a bunch they of just, noise. Yeah, they're just First banging away drums. like monkeys. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do they know? You know, well, like oh, I'd like to take three different snares. Whatever. Yeah, no one cares about your snares. <laughs> they all sound the same. <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. You know?
2: <laughs> right? You just keep trying to play over me, dude. I'll turn up.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that's the real truth it's so that you do not you Mr. Drummer don't have all the power in this relationship right and that's how every drummer can stop listening to our podcast
2: right yeah sorry
0: guys I don't know how many drummers we had listening but uh,
2: probably not since the only pedals they use are the yeah, I I had, think, so. true. Can Robert, they spell is the Chasing only Tone
0: who to this. on the <laughs> keyboard? Can the, do you think the drummers are able to even type that in? I don't know. Or is it just more like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm <laughs> angry. <No. laughs> That's you a know. good question. Just Brian. a monkey with a rock. Brian. Chasing Tone podcast. <laughs> Poking at the screen. Chasing Tone. Brian. I want to see my friend Brian. So if you get
2: mad about what Frank's saying, email
1: Max at WamplerPoodles.com. Yeah.
0: We've already
1: got rid of one guy; we can get rid of another one. I've seen them do it. Yeah, I'm well, probably next. The thing
0: is, two th- I live 2,000 miles away, so you know, I may not, uh, I may not be around for all of these. Just like uh, you know, the um, the dad that you never see, right? You know, may not be around for all the holidays, son. Um, <laughs> but I still love you. Yeah. And I'll prove it by never talking to you and then sending you a train set and Christmas. That's all I can ever ask for.
2: <laughs> all right. So if you have any other questions, you have right. any questions or daddy
0: issues, daddy
2: issues, <laughs> if you're watching YouTube, post in the comments below. If you're on Facebook, post in the comments below. If you're listening to your car, send us, stop right now. Stop on the side of the road, pull over, call the office. Yeah. 765-352-8626 or email from your phone. Max, Right. at Right. or podcast at com.
0: and if you are driving and sending a text at least film it exactly you know have the camera running so right. that they can be on one of those blooper yep. reels of the car flipping over yep. you know so here's don't the thing. text and S- drive Snapchat
1: yeah here's the thing the, the show's free so once you hit that like button once or twice yeah come on for the, th- <laughs> the three it's of you mission. that are gonna <laughs> thumbs like down button. it yeah. you're welcome
2: yeah so all right, com slash blog for Max's see awesomeness. Ya. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's see. For ge- Brian
0: and Max yeah. and Bojo, I'm Frank, and we're saying we'll see you next time. See ya. Deuces.